Welcome everybody and here we are the Gab Real Talk Real Insights. I am Gabby Johnson and I am here with the crew and our guest Michelle Caravella. Today is a hot topics about nutrition during the holiday. So join us on logging on the Facebook, Princeton Television Facebook. So you can stream, you can put your comments, you can share your ideas and you can address uh, questions to Michelle. So, but today we are short of two, uh, two of our hosts uh, who is Melissa that we'll see later on during our break and Amita who is stuck in an airport. Mm -hmm. But nevertheless, we are all here today and we are going to have fun talking about Thanksgiving. Now, remember, remember uh, November is Diabetic Awareness Month and uh, it is uh, great to think about all the 34 million Americans living with diabetes. And Michelle will help us to talk about a little bit about the subject of how to work with that. Uh, but here on set with me, uh, we have uh, Esther and we have Dr. Joan and our beautiful guest, Michelle Caravella. So girls here, jump in. The topics is Thanksgiving. What are we gonna be doing during Thanksgiving? Eating. Eating. <laughs> yes. Eating and celebrating. Eating and celebrating. So uh, we were just talking about, you know, funny things is like, uh, we don't have Thanksgiving in Switzerland or in Jamaica, right? right? So they have it in <laughs> well, no, no, no. Thanksgiving is when the celebration of the pilgrims coming into the U.S. So it is a U.S. Uh, holiday, uh, being thankful to to survive a terrible storm. Um, it was the first time that the pilgrims had lived that in the uh, in Indians that were Native American Indians that were here at that time helped the pilgrims. Um, uh, not only eat, uh, but survive that brutal winter. Yeah. And it was a beautiful time of collaboration of two different groups of people coming together. So, yeah. and that's what Thanksgiving is. Yeah. <laughs> I was telling, I was telling Esther, I said, you know, we're, we're from Jamaica. We're thankful every day, you know, <laughs> we, we just have everything to be thankful for. So it's great to come and, and to set aside um, a day or two to just say thank you, you yeah. know, so, yeah. and yeah. with food. So yeah. I love that. <laughs> well, I love Thanksgiving because this time of year, I feel like um, friends and family, you know, they always kind of come together yeah. um, no matter you know, where everyone is in their lives, which is has always been my favorite part about it. And a fun fact, I was born on Thanksgiving. Oh, so oh, I'm a little biased, but <laughs> <laughs> I definitely... Um, Do you get more present? I think it doesn't make a difference. <laughs> I'm born around Thanksgiving, too. I'm on oh. the 27th. Oh, okay. And, oh, um, no, you don't get more presents. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, it's such a, it's a, it's a heavy-duty day also for the moms, right, that we are cooking mm -hmm. up a storm. And um, I remember when I was young and my mom would be cooking for Thanksgiving, and I remember saying this, oh, gosh, I don't want to be an adult. That's a lot of hours. I hear my mom in the kitchen. And, and uh, now it's like I'm up at 4 o'clock in the morning getting stuff done. And it's like, but it is a great time. Like you said, the family gets together. They drive from everywhere to, to that destination yeah. home. Um, I happen to be the one that I get to host. And so my sisters are coming and they're, you know, husbands or significant others and all the nieces and nephews. And I just so Love exciting, so happy, good. so happy. Yeah, sounds good. So uh, what about the food? Let me tell you, right? <laughs> they don't allow me to cook. Um, oh, not because I can't cook, but they just like one one year they put me on desserts. 
And I decided I was going to make healthy desserts with oh. like black bean um, mm. brownies and applesauce and the cake. And I was so anxious. I'm like, eat it, eat it. Did you eat it? Did you eat it? Did you try it? I was so anxious. And they were like, what did you do? And I was like, I made it healthy. And they were like, never, ever again. <laughs> so I haven't been I, on. Yeah, <laughs> I've had a healthifying um, horror story myself on Thanksgiving. I think now with the holidays, I... Um, you know, we'll talk later about moderation, but um, I had a similar, maybe worse experience <laughs> with that when I decided to make a healthy mac and cheese using a um, sprouted pasta, which is very high fiber, and um, butternut squash cheese in lieu of cheese. Let's just say it did not go over well. <laughs> this year I said, I'm making mac and cheese. And my one sister said, please don't make the one you made that one year. Just make regular mac and cheese. <laughs> so yeah, healthifying things on Thanksgiving um, is a little risky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, for me, the story is like, you know, coming from Switzerland, of course, we didn't have Thanksgiving. So when I integrated my husband family, I thought it was absolutely amazing. Uh, first of all, the, the entire table was covered with food. Ooh. And then they, big, they bring that big, huge bird in the middle. You know? <laughs> and it was like, wow, this is awesome. Of course, you need to like uh, the bird, but, you know, um, regardless. <laughs> <laughs> if you it like looks it, pretty. it looks pretty. Uh, so good memories, uh, good foundation for family, meaning all the nephews and aunt and uncles uh, are coming together. And it, it, it's such a heartfelt moment yeah, to yeah. be. And this is one of the things that I miss the most uh, is because growing up in Europe, we are actually sitting down for meals, mm -hmm. for every dinner, every weekend. And the family goes around the table and sit down and talk about their days and what happened and you eat great food. And the dinner, my husband said, oh, you guys are nuts. You're spending three hours at the table. I can't do it. <laughs> you know? And then you come here and you are so busy with your kids sports and this and that, that you never sit down. Mm -hmm. So this is a great moment for me to cherish my family and, and sitting down and, and really hearing all the stories of everyone and and really li like uh, you know big hugs yes. so, so your family <laughs> does the talking around the table does anybody do game games after or we do you do games yeah what do you what do you sometimes usually it's a lot of Football. wine drinking <laughs> yeah, where, where the guys watch football but we sit around the table for a long time i'm from a um, Italian, big Italian family and Irish in there, and we love to just you know sit around the table and, and we play cards sometimes. Yeah. Depends. Yeah. We, Depends. We we share it back and forth. Sometimes we have uh, very competitive games mm -hmm. after dinner and mm -hmm. dessert, and then um, so I, I come from a long line of ministers, and so we all grew up in church. So we you know. Hit that tune. <laughs> and everybody starts to sing. And when we are with our um, elder side. Do you have side, a big voice? I used to. I used to have a big voice. Because um, Joan has a big a, voice. Yeah, yeah. I was a singer many, many, many months ago. But when we go visit, when the elder ones come, the great aunts and the... Um, there are musicians and singers, but they do gospel, mm -hmm. hardcore gospel. So. Oh my god, that sounds awesome! Oh yeah. my god, it's like fun. Yeah. yeah. So I miss, I miss because they don't travel as much anymore, mm -hmm. and so I, I miss that watching my my uncle playing the guitar and my uh, aunt, you know, singing, and my grandmother and my great grandmother. You know, all these people that used to go around and have great aunts to sing beautifully, and it's I miss that because the younger crowd we don't do gospel yeah mm -hmm. mm. <laughs> we play taboo and that's the anyone ever play taboo yes. we just laugh and laugh and we just keep it going and we play teams and it's so much fun and we just eat and we sit around the living room you know we just play our games and have a good time and listen to reggae music and oh all God, that stuff. That yeah, great. so it's a, it's a really good time. It's yeah, a really it's good fun. time. Thanks, Aside from the turkey, what, what's in a Jamaican? Oh, we have oxtail. <gasps> we have curry goat. We have that uh, fish with escovitch on it, which is just like 
carrots and onions and stuff oh. we have all that rice and beans oh, yes my. it's mm. yeah. lots of food <laughs> my mouth is watery one second i have to suck my saliva <laughs> <laughs> what about you what do you have uh well uh, now that the parents has passed away uh the uh thanksgiving is a very sh very small family reunion mm -hmm. uh and uh, my husband and son uh really uh don't care really much about the bird. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're going to have, you know, the traditional ham and, and meatloaf and things like that and the sweet potatoes and, uh, you know, all the good stuff that comes with Thanksgiving and only once a year. Uh, oh, you know? oh yeah. yeah. And cheese fondue. Oh, cheese fondue. as an different. appetizer. That's well, I got to bring that Swiss. Here, <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 It's a Family tradition. tradition. Yeah, that's right. right. Your yeah. family tradition. That's what makes it beautiful. That yeah. every family has their own. What do you? What do you guys do? We do a lot of the <laughs> traditional things, like the turkey, the ham, um, the stuffing is one of my favorites. Um, sweet potato pie, all that good stuff. Pumpkin pie. I'm in mm. charge of the pumpkin pie. Um, <laughs> And the mac and cheese, the regular version. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, Michelle. Yes. Rest assured, Danielle, it's not going to be the healthy one. Um, but yeah, uh, my aunt makes stuffed mushrooms and it's really good. Oh my good, goodness, so, sounds yeah, fantastic. There's heavenly. a lot of food. Oh, you just give me an idea. Awesome. Yes, yes. Um, sounds heavenly. I, um, I'm, I'm in charge of bringing cheese. So every year, okay. I have That's to get the enough. cheese, 20 packs, and mm -hmm. then I bring it in. My sister makes the mac and cheese. Mm -hmm. and the, but it's so funny. You get there, you look at the table, like, why did they make so much food? Mm -hmm. And then on Tuesday, when you're still eating, you're like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. All right. Now I know why. Yeah. You know, it's lots of leftovers. Yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. So uh, we have interesting fact: uh, average person consume around three thousand calories on Thanksgiving. Oh my goodness! Day. So thank you, Lourdes. I did not know that, but I better hit the gym before going there, <laughs> going my Thanksgiving. Oh. Wow! Uh, what is the average calorie intake normally for an average person? Uh, generally speaking, most recommendations are around 2,000 calories for the average adult. Um, of course, that varies from, you know, person to person. So 3,000 calories in one day, I think um, people, that might be unfortunately or fortunately, I don't know, the kind of a regular day for a lot of Americans <laughs> yeah. to say it like that. But, um, but yeah, that, that does seem like a lot of calories for one day. I think because as as we shared some of our foods, we mm -hmm. that's the highest starch. Whether you're a potatoes and meat or you're the pastas, we're the rice girls, yeah. you know. Like, so this, so we're eating a lot of potato salads and you know mac and cheese, and I think that's probably yeah. why it's three thousand because yeah, it's like, well, beyond the starch, I mean the fats are going to make a lot mm -hmm. of the fats are the most calorie dense. So yes, um, right. and just in general, how much you're eating adds up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. the starchy foods we uh, tend to you know like a lot of, mm -hmm. which is okay. <laughs> and <laughs> and we just want to be mindful. And there is a, a solution, <laughs> a, a solution to a post Thanksgiving solution. Wash it all out. Um, I wish there was. <laughs> yeah, detox. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know the the best solution I would say after something like Thanksgiving, if you know, for some of us, maybe we feel like the damage is done already. Um, just waking up the next day and really not mentally beating yourself up, and of course, staying hydrated. That can absolutely help you know, flush out some of that salt. So that immediate bloat that you might feel, um, you know, but I encourage everyone watching to not get crazy where they think they have to do a, a cleanse or anything like that. Um, <laughs> is that what they're saying? So we, <laughs> we have a, we have a question from one of our viewers. Thank you, Mike. Uh, do you take a special time mm. to actually give Thanks during your Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, yeah. It's a great question. Oh, great question. Thanks. Um, yeah. Well, the way we give thanks, I guess, uh, the minister prays over the food. We say thank you and we eat. And, uh, but we're not sitting around like, today I'm thankful for this. And, mm -hmm. you know, we don't pass it around like that. It's, uh, it's not like that. We just pray, give, give thanks, thanks, and mm -hmm. we eat. Oh, we yeah. do. We do. Mm -hmm. 
What do you do? Very, it's every year mm -hmm. I make from the adults all the way to the kids. Say it's so cute when the kids say it, so yeah. adorable. Um, and the teenagers say something that they're thankful for. Um, yeah, to me, that's really, really important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I and the it. prayer, of course, mm -hmm. you know, over yes. the food and yeah. bless the hands that did it. And I Aww. always say thank you. What about you, Michelle? My family usually, you know, like my mom and my dad are, would say thanks and grace and. Mm -hmm. Um, usually at that point, everyone's like very eager to jump in, but I love that idea yeah. of going around mm -hmm. individually. I know sometimes we do like peak and pits in my family at the end of the week, just for fun. Um, but to, to go around and give thanks individually, I think. I like that peak and mm. pits. The peak mm. and pit. And I, two things you learned this week, or there's like a rhyme to oh, it, but I forget. Nice. But yeah, the, the high and low. Yeah, yeah. Very yeah that's nice. a fun way to yeah. I tried. Around. I did try to do what are you thankful for when the kids were younger, but once they got older, <laughs> <laughs> they just want to so, eat. Yeah. No, mom, yeah. I'm done. I'm yeah. Done. So I, my, my yeah. Thanksgiving uh, tip is we have a, a jar that, that precede the thanksgiving oh, nice. and uh, so we write our thanksgiving uh throughout the week oh. and then when we come to thanksgiving uh dinner we open the jar and we read our message oh, that's really that's nice. beautiful yeah, yeah. doing that for the new year once yeah. january comes you do it throughout mm -hmm. the year december yeah. you read again yeah, yeah. 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 yes that's, that's, a that's a good idea that's a good idea that's a good idea I like yeah. that. I like, and I like the uh, the pit and peak. Yeah. So how? Because I don't know what it is. So please tell me. Yeah. So <laughs> the pit and peak of the week, or when you could do it any day. It's just like one thing that you know the the best part of the day is the the peak, and then the pit is you know the worst part of the day, or just kind of to recap on your day, and then it could be fun just to you know instead of just saying how did your day go, you can kind of just. Well, what was your favorite part of the day? And what was your least favorite part of the day? Right. So yeah, I like that. Fun one. I heard a father um, on, I don't know, maybe YouTube, some social media saying that every day he that he picks up his son, and I just started this, not consistently, um, was to ask what was the failing moment of, of the day in school. Mm -hmm. Our kids are, you know, going through things in school, challenges. And um, and he and he and he's who he was so funny about it because he says when the kid would say, "Oh my God, math was just a disaster today," or I, such and such person was mean to me, or I and he goes, "Okay, good, but what did you do to you know what did you do with it? How, did you try?" Mm -hmm. And then he would high five the fact that the child tried and mm -hmm. not succeeded but tried, mm -hmm. and I thought, "Oh my." Goodness, I wish I knew that before because so many times our kids are going through things. And, yeah. You know, um, and that's that's why I do the Thanksgiving say something because so many of our, especially the nieces and nephews, are going to stuff and they're mm -hmm. quiet about it, mm -hmm. you know? And so mm -hmm. I want them to say, it's a good way to yeah, get them talking. To a little, mm -hmm. yeah. give me some info. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think that's so important. Yeah, even the high and low or the pit and peak is just a good way mm -hmm. to. Get you know, it out. Yeah, here you get it out and hear what your family and stuff is going through. So mm -hmm. wellness, which is one mm -hmm. of your expertise, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So yes. good, so good to practice that. Yeah. Oh, yes. Well, yeah. That's kind of what I would put in the soul nourishment. And um, when you all were talking about family and that being one of our favorite pieces, I think that really reminds us to like cherish the people who are there because you know, in ten years or who knows what next year will bring. You look back and. There's so many changes. So I think that's an important piece of wellness or that yeah. soul nourishment piece, which Gabby knows I love. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. And we'll talk absolutely more about that topic when uh, we are going to, uh, because we are going to make a little break in a few minutes. So we, we'll really mm -hmm. dive in uh, after the break into that wellness, because I think that what makes you very unique into guiding and leading, uh, you know, especially women uh, into their wellness and their diet journey. Uh, but also talking about, you know, what 
uh, will happen this Thanksgiving and what are the alternative. Uh, but if, uh, if you would like, uh, uh, please join us on Facebook uh, stream, Princeton TV, put your comment, engage with, with us, with Michelle. Uh, like I say, we're missing two of our crew today. Amita is stuck in an airplane and uh, Melissa had a big, huge event yesterday uh, with Dress With Success and she's still rolling with it. Uh, so we are going to have her coming on a break right now with a video uh, and talking about Thanksgiving. We are here at Terhune Orchards here in Lawrence, and we're here with Pam Mount and Tan Witt. And we wanted to introduce you to all of the great things that are going to be happening during Thanksgiving and talking about apples and festivities here at the farm. So tell me, we'll start with the pie. What is the best apples to make pies with these days? Look at all of these well, great apples. Luckily at Terhune Orchards, we grow 35 different kinds of apples. So you can always find the apple that you want here. But it's a good thing to do is go through the whole process and taste different ones every time you come and see how much fun it is to that there are so many different apples. But for cooking, uh, we have the premier cooking apple, which is our stamen wine sap. And really, stamen wine sap you don't hear about because it really only grows in New Jersey, maybe a few people in New York and a few in Michigan. But basically, it's a New Jersey apple which means it's kind of ugly on the outside, but delicious on the inside. That's what counts. And it makes a fantastic pie. And we, of course, make lots of pies, all different flavors, but apple pie is everyone's favorite. Absolutely. And it certainly goes with Thanksgiving dinner. Everybody has a pie at two o'clock. We're thrilled about that. And, uh, but we have sell pies all year round too, because it's sort of a staple American dessert, which uh, people have a good time with and it's easy to uh, serve. So, One of our signature things we also make with our stamen wine sap apples is our signature deep dish apple crisp. This is my grandmother's recipe and we've been making it here for 45 years. Um, it's a deep dish uh, apple crisp with a crumble topping. So you can order yours for Thanksgiving or take our recipe and make your own. Um, so it's really a wonderful dish that we make year round um, and it's truly delicious with stamen wine sap apples. I've had it. It's delicious. Like I said, I've gotten, not last year because it was COVID the year before, 20 pies for our clients that we distribute to their homes and that definitely the apple crisp is delicious. Some people like the traditional, but some people that have that sweet right. tooth, they want a little something else. It was delicious. I think we're going to go out later to the apple orchard. Yeah, they're we'll still up, they're, right? They're amazingly enough here in November. We still have apples on the trees. They're holding on and we are great grateful because people love to pick their own apples. So tell us about these pink lady apples. Pink ladies are really delicious. They were developed in New Zealand and have been imported into this country and we grow quite a few and people love them. But they're late season. Here it is already November and they're still hanging on the tree pretty well. We'll be picking them in the next week or two. So I think we'll have people for can come here to pick their own pink ladies and Granny Smith. We also have our whole orchard on Van Kirk Road where we have had pick your own since the end of August. I was gonna say, which are the first apples to fall? Uh, the first ones we pick are probably Macintosh. Okay. And uh, Gala, Gala is a really good sweet apple people love. Great. And so we have about 10 apples over at the Vic Pick Your Own Farm on Van Kirk Road. Great. We're know. now picking Granny Smith, uh, no, uh, Stamen wine sap uh, right. over there, as well as things like Empire and. How about the Granny Smith one? And the Granny Smith will be still here once we start picking these. We'll be picking those. Oh, perfect! So that's and so that's in about a week or two, we'll have lots of picking here at Sounds the farm. Sounds exciting! Let's take a tour and look at these apples. As you know, an apple has seeds, and in the spring, of course, the blooms on the apple trees. We hire in bees to pollinate the apple trees because that's like an insurance policy. And every seed is a cross-pollination from the variety of the flower, apple that was on the flower, the flower that was on the apple, and another pollen from some other variety. Otherwise, the apples don't grow. So each seed has a new type of apple. If you want to grow your own apple, you just plant the seeds and see what happens. You might get a new variety and make kinds of money on it. That's great. Let's go So see. there are thousands of apples, different kinds of apples. 
And of course they whittled down to the ones that grow well and look great and taste good and all Especially that. Especially in pies for Thanksgiving, Yes, right? and they're perfect for <laughs> pies, yes. Uh -oh. Welcome back to the Gab Real Talk Real Insight. If you're joining us right now, go to Facebook, Princeton TV, <coughs> and put your comment. Engage with us. We have our guest, Michelle Caravella, a dietitian who's going to talk all about tips during Thanksgiving. And thank you, thank you, Melissa, to uh, have shared this wonderful video uh, about the apples. So, guys, what is your favorite apple? I tend to get gala. I don't know why. I think it's because she said it was sweet. Maybe. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like Granny Smith. But then mm -hmm. uh, this summer, my sister, my older sister got some envy and she let me try. And I was like, oh, where's mm -hmm. this been all my life? So I'm in <laughs> love with envy apples now. Yeah. I love Fiji apples. All right. So we have a comment here from our viewers. Can you give us any tips to not really feel guilty about eating food? fat and sweet and carbs. carbs and more for just one day. <laughs> Michelle, all yours. Yeah, sure. So <laughs> that's a great question. And, you know, my first initial thought is I hope for everyone that we never feel guilty eat, eating any of those foods because eating is never something that, you know, we want to feel guilty about or ashamed about. However, you know, I understand the sentiment here with the question. So um, the first thing is, you know, you have permission to eat whatever it is you want. So I think giving ourselves that mental permission and remembering, um, even though nutritionally, maybe some of those foods aren't like as great for us um, from a moral standpoint, that doesn't you know, mean they're good or bad. So I think just remembering that first and foremost um, and then secondly, being mindful of the amount. I think a lot of the times, um, not only because we, you know, put a moral value on food that we feel that guilt and shame after, um, also though, because we, we eat past the point of fullness, mm. we eat too much. Yes. And I think we that's also what adds to that guilt and shame. And then we just physically don't feel good. And then it's this whole spiral. Mm. Um, so to answer that question, I would say, you know, the first thing is remember, you know, just because the food isn't maybe as nutritious for us, that doesn't mean it's bad. Um, so therefore, when we eat it, that doesn't mean we're a bad person because we eat that food. And I think a lot of us, whether we consciously realize that or not, um, do that to ourselves. And it, you know, unnecessarily contributes to that guilt and that shame. Um, and then just the just be mindful of how much you're eating of it. I think then we just feel good physically and mentally, emotionally. So what happens if you keep on, I don't know the expression, but keep on going on the train of mm -hmm. disaster? I don't okay. know. <laughs> you mean like in the moment or after? Yeah, so because because that's one of the things is like, you know, like you start eating and you're like, oh my God, this is so good and it's so fattening and it's so much sugar and you keep eating and you keep mm -hmm. eating and you keep eating and ever after Thanksgiving, you keep eating. Mm -hmm. Yes, okay. So if you're already on the train, <laughs> um, I want, whether you're on it or you're not, you know, a tip here, Gabby, with two things. Um, I want everyone to remember this going into Thanksgiving and always that when it comes to food, more isn't always better. I think we can agree that past, you know, even if it's mom's, like I love my mom's stuffing, like it's so delicious. Um, but eating it past that point of fullness doesn't make it better, like taste better. I think we can almost all agree that it kind of makes it like, ooh, like we, we feel kind of sick of it. Um, so just remember that even though your mind might say, oh, but it's so good. It's so good. Um, remember like eating too much of it can almost backfire the goodness and the mm -hmm. enjoyment factor. Um, so stay connected to your body. And like, when you feel full, do your best to listen to that. Um, and then if you're already on the train of the disaster train, if you <laughs> self-destructive behavior where you're like, well, I already blew it on Thanksgiving, so I'm going to blow it all the way to January 1st. Um, you know, just remember that that's just kind of there at any moment you have a choice. So you can get off that train as quickly as you, you got on it. So, um, and the quicker you acknowledge that you come from an empowered place and say, you know what, I don't need to wait till January 1st. I could just 
you know, do the nourishing thing right now today? I had heard through a nutritionist friend of mine who had um, recommended that she says, have a few bites, like eat for, give yourself like, Mm -hmm. let's say 10 minutes, right? 10 minutes. Obviously the quality of the food and the combination of food is important, but let's just say we're having a meal and in my house, we are Puerto Rican food. So it's like <laughs> the rice, the beans, the mashed potato, the potato salad. The, it's just, there's no greens. Mm-hmm. I haven't, I haven't, <laughs> a confession I haven't included greens in our, in our meal mm-hmm. when I invite my family. And I think only my son and one nephew tried it. Everyone else was like, Mm. <laughs> what is that? Mm-hmm. So we're starting to get better as a family. I do eat greens all the time, but anyway, regardless, I so here we are. Um, she was saying that uh, that take take a bite, put the fork down, mm-hmm. you know, chew, chew, take a bite, take put a fork down, and then she says, do it for ten minutes, and then just step back and chat, or you know, take a little break and see how you feel. Is that is this is that true? Is that a technique or what other technique? Because I think the issue is or should you just pinch yourself. <laughs> You're eating I think too the much. The issue is that when it, you're eating and the, the taste is so hand. good, right? The taste is so good sure. that you keep going and you don't realize that you're full already. So Right. Yeah. So there's a couple of, I mean, that is, it sounds to me that that what she was suggesting is a technique that exactly kind of brings you to the moment and slows because, you down. Yeah. Yep. And whatever, if that works for you, I think that's great. You know, I think, um, yeah, as you practice that, you might find yourself having to be less methodical about it, like take 10 bites. But if that's going to help you now, I think that's a great idea. Um, And yeah, the key, the key is, you know, giving your body a minute to catch up to what you put in it. So sometimes we, you know, run through the the food so quickly um, that we don't realize that we're actually full. So just slowing down, like you said, focusing on conversation, even, you know, coming up for air and just having a drink, like, you know, those things are going to help you like get your, you know, your, your hunger and fullness cues catch up to your brain, right? Right, It takes a minute. Um, A bonus tip though, even before you get to the table um, is making sure that, especially on days like Thanksgiving, that when you sit down, your hunger level, if you were to rate your hunger level, isn't a 10 out of 10 where you're starving. So we all know that feeling of, you know, we're waiting for the food at the restaurant. We didn't eat all day and you, you, we want to govern the whole bread basket Mm -hmm. because we're so hungry. That's a way to really kind of set yourself up for a disservice because when your body tastes that, um, you know, that delicious fatty food or those carbohydrates, which are these energy dense foods, your body's like starving. So it's like, oh, of course, it's not your willpower. It's your physical body Mm -hmm. saying, feed me. Oh, she put food in my mouth. And we we almost make up for those hours missed of eating. Mm -hmm. So never sit at your table like a 10 out of 10 um, hunger. The key is to eat before you're starving and eat when you're hungry. So there's no such thing as saving calories, right. ladies. I, I, you know, everyone thinks like, oh, I'm going to save all my calories. Oh. That's a way to kind <laughs> of feel worse after dinner. If you eat your breakfast, you have, you know, some appetizers. So then when you sit down for the meal, you can be much more empowered and you, it doesn't feel like, oh my God, well, it's so hard to practice willpower. Right. It's no, you're, if your body's not fueled, you're going to you know, overdo the rice, mm-hmm, the beans, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a question. I, I heard a story last night mm-hmm. uh, by Jackie Goldschneider. Um, she she was a teenager getting ready to go to college, and her doctor told her she was overweight. She was obese. Um, how do you speak to that teenager that they don't want to eat too much because they don't want to get fat and then they fall into anorexia, bulimia, because mm-hmm. food is our friend, right? Can you mm-hmm. talk to that person about that? Sure. So are you talking about maybe like on the holiday or just in general with this? In holiday in general, in life, you know, especially if somebody tells you you're, you're obese, mm-hmm. like how do you handle that? Like, oh, even words say, like fat, right? Yeah, because fat, sometimes yeah. people use I was saying a nice word. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And fat, just before yeah. you answer, here's sure. the here's the stat actually on anorexia mm-hmm. is approximately two two hundred thousand individual in the US struggling with anorexia and is the third most common chronic 
illness in oh adolescence. Now it's all yours. Okay. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, I think this both, you know, um, what Joan said and the statistic Gabby you shared is um, it highlights such an important, it, it highlights the um, importance of how we talk to our children, how we talk to yes, each other, absolutely. what we normalize, how we talk about our bodies, how we talk about food. Um, you know, we live in a kind of fat phobic culture, which can perpetuate, you know, the things like obesity and mm -hmm. also things like anorexia. So, you know, different types of eating disorders or disordered eating. So, yeah, I think to answer, you know, to go to, to Joan's question and, um, you know, when it comes to food, since that's something that's tied directly to our bodies and our bodies are so um, put on a pedestal in our society. So, um, you know, therefore our self-worth is wrapped in on this. So it's very, you know, complex thing. But um, we when we're talking to our children about food, we don't want to ever bring it back to our body and its appearance, right? So that's when, you know, oh, well, that'll make you fat or this will make you, or you're too thin, you know, don't comment on anyone's body in the appearance sense, you know, mm -hmm. there's a difference between, like Joan said, if you have a teen or a child who is afraid to eat because of their appearance or their weight, you, you might need to address that as, you know, the mother or a loved one, um, but being very careful about not making it like, oh, well, that's going to make you mm -hmm. fat or you're too thin. Um, and instead taking a neutral approach, I think, is very important. Um, you know, oh, food's going to give us energy. The, the carbohydrates, you know, that gives us energy. Um, and, and not demonizing any type of food, um, I think, is very important. And, and to go on with that, if your child or if you, even adult, is a restricting food where it's showing up as a serious eating disorder, like you said, or on the flip side, um, you're overeating a lot, you know, it's never about the food. So getting curious as an mm -hmm. adult, you know, a parent or even a friend and just checking in, how are you doing? You know, again, avoiding saying, oh, you're looking so thin, yeah, you know, yeah. again, it's, or you're looking overweight, you know, and we're not going to say those things, especially to kids. So getting curious about what's going on, really. Um, eating is just a behavior. It's not. But is those behavior not something that like you are in the closet type of like when you do really have a problem with food uh you know are you not like hiding it like you know you you eating too much behind doors or you going to the bathroom too many often uh you know and 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 what do you really how do you really help a person that has a tendency to either be anorexia or have bulimia yeah, that's a great question. I think for most people, it's, you know, um, you never really see exactly what they're doing. That's another way to reason mm -hmm. to refrain judgment and comments, because um, what someone does in front of you is only a fraction of their day. Yeah. So you, that's why we don't want to, you know, judge other people's plates. But I think more often than not, it is done in um, private. If mm -hmm. you're someone who, you know, is a binge eater or you're restricting or, you know, if you're going to the bathroom, it's usually there's a lot of shame wrapped in both of those things. So a lot of the times they're not going to say, oh, yeah, I have a problem. Um, so I think the best thing you can do as a concerned friend or family member is um, create that safe space where you say, you know, how are you? And really have a listening ear and show signs of comfort or concern in a in a loving way to let them open up because you can't force someone to open up. Mm -hmm. And I know it's, you know, easier said than done when you're mm -hmm. a parent. Mm -hmm. So if you are, if someone like anorexia, if, if your child you think might have anorexia, I think getting those people um, in the hands of the right care. Right. So, you know, bringing them to a therapist or mm. a dietitian or someone. Um, right. Is a is professional. A professional. Yeah. So a professional. You know, you said something very interesting. Um, there's always a root to right. this issue. In Jackie's story yesterday, yeah. it was a doctor yeah. who, mm -hmm. who, who, I mean, doctors know this. Your words have a lot of power. Anyone in leadership roles are have a lot of power. And for a doctor to have said to her, you don't want to go to school bad because you're not going to have fun. Mm -hmm. It was the trick. Oh. She was fine. 
She was fine, mm -hmm. right? Her yeah, family, first. her family didn't bring any shame. <laughs> right. Although a lot of a lot of moms also, without without noticing mm -hmm. or realizing, we are always talking about our diet, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. and not realizing that our daughter or one of our children, boy or girl, may be so connected to that parent mm -hmm. that they also see themselves mm -hmm. with that with that struggle, and it does create those um Absolutely. issues yes. right. right so sometimes I'm guilty of that too you know because i have a boy i have two boys and they're both very skinny and i find they eat a lot of fast food and i hear me say it like one day you're gonna regret eating all that fast food you know so some of us might unconsciously, unconsciously. do mm -hmm. it and not mean to do it you know and you hear yourself doing it you're like why am i doing this you know because you want best for your kids you know sure. so i i'm i am going to stop today i never i didn't hear that story but that infuriates me and i think it starts with you know challenging that doctor even as her and mm -hmm. as the mother of being your body weight and appearance, although I know we live in a culture that kind of might mm. be mean, um, but we get to challenge that and say, that has nothing to do, oh, thanks, doc, but that has nothing to do with whether or not I'm going to have, have fun. fun. Right. Yeah. So that's How just the me. Yeah. Um, yeah, but talking, uh, you just uh, bring a point, you know, our culture, meaning I think that we are switching because like even the other day I was, uh, I don't know, it was an advertisement, you know, online and it was for clothing, for sport clothing. And, you know, before you will only see like skinny, skinny, skinny little models, you mm -hmm. know, and now you really have like the skinny, the medium no, yeah, and the large. Uh, so I think, I think culturally, you know, as, as, as an entire society. mindset society, mm -hmm. We are, we are moving forward to a better recognition of all body type are okay it, to yeah, be on. It depends. It depends. So, for, for sure. example, we're from New, New Jersey. We we're we're not fully there yet. Mm -hmm. We're California. You know, it's so it's so aware of you know what you say and um, you know being being uh, not only politically correct but gender correct. Mm -hmm. All these other corrections that that I noticed that in California and Oregon, they seem in that area seem to be more embraced with it. Mm -hmm. um, but we are taught and, and you're right. The media is now, you know, Shifting. starting to shift, which are giving us an, an, an appearance that it's okay to be the shape you are. Mm -hmm. And it is okay to be the shape you are. I mean, it's, you can't change that shape. No. You can lose the weight, but yeah. you can't change the shape. But let's talk shape. about health oh. though. Sorry. I just wanted to say, you know what? But you know what? It's still we're not there yet because social media is such a big um, part of people's life. They still see the skinny girl. They still see the the thick girl and they want to be like that. And it's an area, too, where they kind of um, they they're now being shown that they're fat shaming. Mm -hmm. So that's a big part of why they're like trying to step back and trying to um normalize you know all weight all size all shapes all yeah. shapes mm -hmm. yeah. so we're not there yet you know but i think we're starting to break the ice a little mm -hmm. bit i think Tura. i think the fact is that um each of us have a a shape of body that if, and you might be even healthy and working yeah. out but you don't have that slender, yes. long look. You just and don't have it. What about menopause? Oh, when you go through menopause and it makes you chunky? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Any tips? I can only talk from you know my client's experience yeah. and my oh and really? My <laughs> yeah. No, I think that um, even just normalizing that though like some weight gain that is you know that does happen when the body ages where um which is why it's so important we don't want to fall into the myth of oh well once i hit a certain age i'm doomed right because attitude is everything i know right, right. i know we all know that um and it's just it's and at the same time, though, as we age, our body does change. Um, we're more, as women especially, more apt to um, put on fat, um, less, you know, likely to hold on to muscle, more muscle atrophy.
atrophier. In other words, the muscle kind of goes away and the fat can more easily come on, especially in the mid area. However, um, that doesn't mean it has to happen. It just amplifies what we already know at the core, which is, you know, do our strength training. And I always get on my mom's case about this again, yes. not so much for looks, but for your own well-being, right? For right. strong bones, bones. lift mm -hmm. some weights, do some body resistance, you know, eat balanced, eat enough protein, eat enough of all the, the macronutrients. So um, just take care of yourself through, you know, throughout the lifespan and um, you know, try not so much to use that as a crutch, like, mm. you know, in a lowest me. And, and if we look different than we looked, you know, at 50, than we looked at 20, you know, it's that's okay. normal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, about men? what can you tell the men that's starting to, to go the through the midlife, the, 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 yeah. the middle, the ball. Right. I mean, like, it's, it's the, the same thing. I think for men too, you know, I think as human beings, we forget that we don't get a pet. Like everyone's looking like, oh, can I just hire someone to do that? And of course you can hire help, but we don't get a pass when it comes to our bodies. You have to show up for it, whether you're 20 years old or, you know, 50. And, and Joan, I would say, even what you were saying to your sons, um, even though now it's great, you want to be mindful. Uh, we could, we don't, even though we're normalizing bodies at every size, we, I don't want health to get lost in that. Not right. to say that it will, but you can still say as a loving mother to your sons who are thin, just cause they're not putting the weight on, like, you better watch out eating all that, you know, whatever in a nice, you know, way we all, yeah. you know, I'll trust that parents know how to approach yeah. their kids with that. Um, because they're no matter what age or what our bodies look like, you know, it matters what's going on in the inside. That's it's like right. that person who can be rail thin. This is why we shouldn't glorify thinness because they can be rail thin and have a heart attack because, mm -hmm. you know, they're chain smoking, they're eating fast mm -hmm. food. And just because it's not physically showing signs on the outside right. doesn't mean that it's not making an impact on their health. And I, that's what matters. I think that you hit it on the yes. nail. I think there's a big misconception with association of what's healthy and what's not. And that's why body shaming is becoming a big topic that it doesn't matter the size of your body because that's your shape of your body. But what you're eating, mm -hmm. how you're feeding your body, are you mm -hmm. resting, are you working out, are you hydrating, mm -hmm. are you, Excellent. you know, taking time? That's important. Excellent. We have uh, some question here for Michelle. What, what type of things can we do to increase our energy on a daily basis? And then we'll come to you, Lourdes, uh, on the next question. Yeah, that's a great question. So again, everyone wants you know, a quick answer for that. Um, the first thing I think of is making sure we're getting enough sleep. I mean, I, again, it's the non-sexy answer, mm -hmm. but it's something so many of us, you know, even me this morning, I was like, I'm a little tired today. Cause you know, whether that's, we're too stressed to sleep or we're anxious, like start with the basics there of make sure we're sleeping enough. Um, you know, if you have trouble sleeping, uh, and even if you don't, but you feel like you're lethargic, uh, make sure you're getting exercise in. It's kind of, it might feel hard in the beginning because you're like, oh, but Michelle, I'm too tired to exercise. But over time, that's going to help increase your your energy and, and make sure you're eating nutritious foods. You know, are you waiting till... 3 30 p.m to eat your first meal of the day you remember food is fuel mm -hmm. <laughs> Joan does. so yeah, yeah that just is there like specific the food that gives you more of a kick like if you need like a real fast kick without the caffeine without the yeah. crash without <laughs> the crash without, and without the crash yeah. sure well when we think of food um our carbohydrates even though i know where some of us are scared of them that is your energy source mm -hmm. so if you're crashing you want to make sure you know, whether it's fruit, you know, grains, whatever that is, make sure you're having carbs. That's fuel. Um, Which carbs? Um, so that's a great question. Yeah, so yeah. there are some better potatoes. sweet potatoes, <laughs> potatoes, potatoes um, your, you oh, know, starchy. your starchy carbs, oh. um, carbs that have fiber and nutrients. Those are going to be what we call longer lasting carbs. So oatmeal opposed to, you know, trick cereal, that's going to give you that quick, a lot of sugar and then that crash. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, yeah, your fruits, your your whole grains, those are great types of carbs for that. I would have thought, bro not Brussels sprouts, asparagus, those are not the ones that give you the higher... Nope, those are going to be like your non-starchy carbs, so great vegetables, um, you know, they're but they're low-calorie, so they're, they're low-carb. Gonna... Yeah, they're... Mm -hmm. 
Sorry. All right. <laughs> Another question here. Can you talk about, thank you, Lourdes. Can you talk about the role of vitamin D and B12? Sure. So yeah, speaking of energy, you know, beyond the basics there, making sure we um, have enough of certain vitamins that do contribute to um, our energy levels, like B12 is a big one. Mm -hmm. um, and vitamin D is also a big one. So a lot of most people actually, if you got your blood work done would see we have um, low levels of vitamin D, which is common in this area. Um, so making sure that we have adequate vitamin levels so we can, you know, have proper vitamin D now not only is great for bone health, but um, we're also seeing that's important in heart health and um, just making sure and hormone health as well. Um, mm. And B12, you know, all your B vitamins are helpful with your, you know, your energy levels as well. So mm. Where sure do you find vitamin D in food? Vitamin D is mostly found like fortified in dairy. So, um, you know, milk, cheese, <laughs> eggs. Get it with nut milk, right? That's why I eat um, that If it's stuff. fortified, <laughs> so you have to see. Yeah. So yeah. So yogurt. if you don't, if you if you don't have a dairy uh, diet, then the yeah, you take might want to take the, the vitamin. Take right. the vitamin. Really? What yeah. other supplements? can you tell us about? Well, you know what, Joan, I, I would say supplements are often a distraction. It's not my oh, area okay. of expertise in the sense of, you know, if for the most part, if we're doing the things and eating a balanced diet for most of us, that can really, you know, we might need the vitamin D supplement and the B12, especially if you're a vegan and um, you're not eating a lot of animal products. Um, however, but if you think you're um, have a deficiency, I always recommend go to your doctor, get blood work done mm -hmm. and don't just, you know, that's going to, your pocketbook's going to thank you and also your body. Cause mm -hmm. again, it goes back to more isn't always better. Mm -hmm. So we don't need a whole bunch of stuff, um, necessarily. Now, if you have certain needs, you might, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? So yeah. do you, do you have, when you do uh, normalizing nutrition mm -hmm. with your client, do you have them go through a blood test? Yeah. So I have them, if they have gone through a blood test, like if they've had had one done, um, that's something we'll review. And from there I'll recommend, make recommendations. I don't do the blood test myself. Right, um, right, right, you know, we right. just focus more you on read the, it. You read the right, results. Exactly. Yeah. So the the, finding a trusted doctor to, you know, to run things like a hormone panel. If you're concerned, if you're like, Michelle, I'm doing all those things and I'm still tired, I'm still fatigued. Mm -hmm. You know, there are things that might be impacting that beyond your diet. So right. it's really good to, you know, check maybe your thyroid or your mm -hmm. insulin levels. And, you know, mm -hmm. maybe we're not absorbing some of the, the mm -hmm. nutrients. Yes. Oh, no, I was thinking, I was thinking like for uh, he, eating and, and um, food has such a stigmatism on it. You you talk about normalizing um, nutrition, mm -hmm. <laughs> normalizing nutrition. What what can you tell somebody to say, get out of that mindset? Food is good for you. Eat what you want to eat. Yeah. How can you tell that person? What can you tell them to normalize their nutrition? Yeah, I love that question. I think the first thing, you know, of being empowered is, well, one of the uh, awareness. So connecting to those beliefs that, you know, like you mentioned earlier, we're brought up with, yeah. you know, that conditioning, just like we have a, a money, but beliefs about money and right. love. Mm -hmm. It's the mm -hmm. same thing about food. So yes. being aware and then just, we kind of, I have my clients like brain dump all these beliefs, like you would about money almost. And we almost kind of like, start to neutralize these things to take that emotional power away to acknowledge some of these maybe outlandish beliefs. Um, and then when we get aware, the education, um, I'm motivated by education. I know not, not everyone is, but I think when we get educated on the truth about things, mm -hmm. it takes it, it zaps some of that emotional um, pull of it away. And then we get to say, oh, yeah, wait, so carbs aren't that bad. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's a way to kind of help get out of the mindset. So mm -hmm. just neutralizing that, realizing that that's not true. Mom was just always dieting and said that about mm -hmm. carbs. Mm -hmm. But that's not that doesn't mean it's yeah. true. Right. You know, this is the truth yeah. about carbohydrates. And how, mu how much diet can you really do? Because I have friends, they dieting over dieting <laughs> over dieting. Yeah. And, and is it really good for you? No, you know, diets are really distractions to success. If mm -hmm. we want to be, if we really want to be successful with our nutrition, we would just 
understand that the diets are not the answer. But again, it's a multi-million dollar industry. And mm-hmm. um, I hate to look at it in a negative lens, but right. that's kind of why we're so pulled to that. All right. We have Tom coming in with, we should always enjoy as we eat, but remember how important it is to remember food is full fuel Fuel. and junk food can drag you down. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Tom. Yes. (laughs) I wanted to to mention a few, a few uh, trends that are happening that are uh, promoted almost Mm -hmm. in a health spin mm-hmm. such as because you said people are eating at 3 30 mm-hmm. and fasting has become such a uh promotion of a lot of doctors mm-hmm. uh, promoting the fact mm-hmm. that the body needs that cleansing time that In- you should have 18 intimate. hours mm-hmm. some people are promoting up to three days without eating <gasps> and my god so so the the if you're over 50 18 to 20 hours uh of non-eating and then eating very nutritionistly mm-hmm. um and then nutrition is is um you have to it's interpreted in different ways so for example the keto diet was a is still a very big uh promotion mm-hmm. a combination of um you know fasting and keto and then other people not do fasting and paleo Mm -hmm. or some people say no let's do fasting and carnivores right you know what do you what do you experience and knowledge in this field yes and i keep hearing about this new um you know wave of doctors promoting this fasting necessary and i just want to remind everyone you know we do that when we sleep right that long Mm -hmm. period that these doctors are saying you know out of the woodworks now with um, I hate to say this, but probably very minimal nutrition background. Although we all take the same physiology class, but maybe not quite. So sometimes I wonder where they get um, their, their information from. But, um, you know, I'll, the first thing I'll say to that, to everyone watching is, what is your intent behind this all, right? So, you know, are, is, is it to lose a quick 10 pounds? That's great. You do you. But if it's to be healthy and make mm-hmm. sustainable changes and to lose fat modestly without losing your mind, which is really what normalizing nutrition is about, mm-hmm. um, then all of those things, again, distractions. And I look at nutrition not so much as a, you know, do the latest trend, but what is the truth? Like, what is the science? So when we hear things like the keto diet, And we also know that um, to fuel your body, we need these three macronutrients, including carbohydrates, which the keto diet lacks. I'm not going to ethically tell someone to do the keto diet because that's like starting your car without gas and saying, oh, no, I I want you to try this and and run it on this, even though we know the car needs gas. Mm -hmm. So we have to really be mindful that the keto diet is just another diet. And there was an intention behind that, which was to um, be medical nutrition therapy for children with epilepsy because it it lowered their um, reoccurrence of seizures. Um, But beyond that, like same thing with intermittent fasting, your body actually um, tends to look for fuel elsewhere when we don't feed it in, you know, every three to four hours or so. So when you're intermittent fasting, where this new, you know, researcher doctors are saying that, um, oh, you're cleansing, you're actually breaking down, you know, muscles and cells. Mm-hmm. If there's no energy to to go from, it's not as simple as. Um, just going straight to the fat, mm-hmm. right? Or else I probably wouldn't be here if it was that yeah. easy. <laughs> right. Um, so just True. be mindful. And every diet you do, it's like digging yourself in a hole a little bit deeper because again, we're human beings. So we just take in more food rules and more guidelines. So then when you do come to someone like me or decide like, you know what, I want to cut the crap. (laughs) It's that much harder to, it's not impossible, but it becomes more of that list of limiting beliefs is longer and longer because keto says no carbs and this says carbs. So now you're like confused. confused. Mm -hmm. I think think one of the things that I, 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 and I've done it all, tell me whatever I've done it, check, check, check. But I think for me, bottom line is, you know, refined sugar is no good. Nobody has to tell you that. We all know that. The donuts and the cakes are sounds delicious, but if you have it most, you know, mm-hmm. moderation, day, moderation, moderation, right? Moderation. So then um, candy and chocolates and all that stuff. So I, so now it's about vegetables and eating clean meats and having a nice, delicious organic eggs and all that good stuff. But eating a little bit of everything, just not 
you know, mm-hmm. overfeeding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although this Thanksgiving, that's in yeah. <laughs> So before we leave the set, because the hour is running out, uh, Michelle, one big tip for this Thanksgiving. Stay connected to your body, to your soul, to your family, and enjoy the experience, enjoy the food, and be kind to yourself. That's awesome. To everyone that has watched us today, thank you for your comments. Thank you for your participation. Next December 9th will be our next guest. After Thanksgiving, uh, we'll have washed out all those toxins. And uh, it will be Peter Whitfold and talking about business leadership. But right now, we are going to go to the to our event, which is right here in Princeton. Thank you, Melissa, for your video. Amita, I hope you get out of that plane, and we'll see you all here on December 9th. Bye.